0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour et bonsoir. C'est Simon. It's Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. I'm going to start the show with a, a personal story that happened to a friend of mine. Philippe, actually. French guy. Wonderful guy. Married 35 years. And he and his wife had a question for me because his wife told me, she said, you know, uh, my husband always tell me to go straight to the point when I tell him a story. And um, when he tells me a story, I just think he's going too fast and I want to hear the details. Why is that, Simon? And the answer is simple. You may have noticed that women and men just have a different way to share a story, it's just the way it is. It's not against each other, it's not too short, too long, it's the way we are. We have different ways to share the same story. So let's respect each other's ways and enjoy each other's way of telling a story. That's my advice. You call the next. If you have a question for me, call the rendezvous. 855 905 8255. Bonjour, Brittany. Bonjour,
2: Simon. Oh, I love the way that you say my name, Brittany.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry for the French accent. Brittany, bonjour. So, uh, Brittany, how can I help you?
2: So, um, I recently um, moved in uh, with m- my brother and his, uh, husband because my brother was recently diagnosed with MS and he's oh, losing sorry. a lot of um, mobility and they have a very large house that they're in the middle of renovating so I decided to move in with them and mm-hmm. help out and due to the pandemic he can't really go anywhere because he's immunocompromised and That means I can't really go anywhere because I don't want to put him in danger. And uh, I am very, very single, and I've been single for about two years now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm kind of like feeling like I might end up alone, just period for my life, because I'm like 32, so it feels uh, weird to be very single at 32.
1: Well, okay. So to make you feel better, first of all, with this pandemic, I mean, I've been uh, at my house with my teddy bear, Mr. Lewis, for six months. I haven't dated anybody, will not date anybody. So don't feel it. Like you're the only one, I think, the whole country, unless you're in a relationship, is in your situation, We're in the same shoes. So that's just a fact. The second thing is online dating. You've tried it?
2: Not online. I've done an app um, I ended up dating a guy for two years, but he cheated on me the entire time, so I'm kind of skittish about online and apps and stuff like that.
1: But yeah, I mean it's not the app that makes the guy cheats or not. It's actually the guy character. So basically, Brittany, my advice to you is to go online dating and listen, you don't have to do much. You check it out, you put your profile, you exchange some messages. Truth is it's very hard to meet because of the requirement of masks, social distance, and I don't advise mm-hmm. to meet right now unless you take walks and it's, it's awkward. But hopefully we'll have a vaccine soon and we can do things better in, in a few months or six months. So my advice is to not give up on online dating and just more than ever be on the apps and check it out. It's good for the mind, good for the moral, and it's fun. Okay.
2: Okay.
1: Okay, Brittany. So go online Thanks. dating. Don't be afraid and see what's happening you you at zero risk, really, at this stage.
2: Okay. alright I'm going to do it.
1: <laughs> good. Thank you so much. Good luck to you, and have a good night.
2: Thank you, Simon. You too.
1: Coming up, I just got an interesting email from Vanessa, who has a question about her new guy, and it's a good question to ask, so stay with me. Vanessa's question is next. So if you have a question for me, it's very, very simple. You just email it to me at derendezvousshow.com, And I will answer, just like for Vanessa's question, she goes, Bonjour Simon, my new guy still wears his wedding ring even though he's been divorced for over a year. He says it's just a habit, but is it a red flag? Please advise. Vanessa, this is a great question. If you date a new person and they are divorced, why would they still wear their old wedding ring? Is that a red flag? I'm going to tell you if it is. Next. How would you feel? If you met a new person, uh, they told you they are divorced, uh, and yet they're still wearing the wedding ring. Do you think it's a red flag? And that's the question Vanessa emailed me at TheRendezVousShow.com. Vanessa, it is clearly, for me, a red flag. I mean, honestly, I don't know anyone after they go through divorce and everything and all the tensions and the lawyers and ups and downs who would want to keep a wedding ring with somebody you're not with anymore and you divorce divorced with. So um, if I were you, I would look at it as a red flag and I would look at how to break up with him and find somebody who doesn't wear his old wedding ring because that is not just a habit. That is suspicious and I don't like it. That's just me. So I don't think that's the guy for you. Now, up to you to decide if you follow my advice or not. You call that next. Bonjour, Christina. Bonjour,
0: Simon.
1: Bonjour, Christina. What's going on between you and your fiancé? How can I help you?
0: So I just got engaged. And Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to figure out when to have the wedding. Uh, the problem is my fiancé wants just a really, really small wedding. Um, he really wants to do it soon, and he would be happy just going to the courthouse. But I really want a big wedding, and I want to have you know all of my friends and family there and have a whole big thing. And I want to wait and you know do it maybe next year or even after that because with COVID, I just I don't want to have to have people wearing masks and have it to be restricted. So uh, we're kind of at a standstill here about what to do.
1: Okay, I get your point. I get his. So there is a beautiful word um, that is one of the most useful word in relationships, it's called compromise. <laughs> what do you think is a fair compromise between your position of a very large wedding later on and his position of a shorter wedding but right now to avoid to wait the end of COVID? What do you think is fair?
0: I don't know. I, I guess we could possibly like go to the courthouse just us now and then later on when it's safer have a big celebration so that we are married now, but um, we still get to kind of have the Mm -hmm.
1: celebration with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think he would agree to that?
0: Um, Yeah, I think, well, and also, I I don't know, I might need to scale back how many people I'm wanting uh, to make him comfortable. He just doesn't like being the center of attention, so... I think oh. in general he's not happy about you know, he doesn't want to be standing up in front of everyone with all the attention on us. So, you know, maybe if we did the ceremony part just us and then at least like a big party, you're not standing at the altar in front of everyone, you know, you're just kind of milling yeah. out with everyone.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a good yeah. compromise to do exactly what you said. And then yeah. negotiate, right? When, so so I wouldn't say how many people are coming or not when you do the big wedding. I would negotiate yeah. little by little. So it's not like you have to digest like 200 people first. Maybe it's like 150 or 75, and then you forgot those people, it's 120, and yeah. then you grow it to one hundred. You, you go step by step, and you work him.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea.
1: And for yeah. the timing, always on a full stomach. Never negotiate with your man <laughs> on an empty stomach. That will never work out, okay? Yeah, yeah. you got to feed the beast before you negotiate with the beast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love
1: okay. that. All right, Christina, thank you so much for calling and have a good night.
0: Thank you, you too. I appreciate it.
1: Coming up, we're going to go listen to a voicemail from Charles because he needs my help and wants to know how to get his ex back. So his voicemail is next. So if you have a question for me about your relationship, And I mean, not just during the show hours at night, but 24-7. Leave me a voicemail at 855-905-8255 and I will get to it. Just like for Charles' voicemail. Take a listen. Hey, Simon. This is Charles. My wife and I have been separated for,
0: oh goodness, about three years. And she may be moving back to my state and... I'm not sure if I want to get back with her, or if we should stay apart. And I'm thinking that maybe we could get back together, but I'm not exactly
1: sure how to go about it. So, please, give me your insight. Thank you. Charles, thanks for the voicemail. What's the best way to get back with an ex? I will tell you that, Charles, coming up next. So what should you do if you broke up with an ex uh, a couple of years ago and you guys kind of thinking maybe you know we could go back together, but what's the best way to go about it? That's what Charles' voicemail was about, uh, how to get back with his ex. Here's my advice, Charles. You go back from the beginning. You stick to the basic. When your ex-wife moves back to the same state you are, uh, invite her for coffee. Small things, small steps, baby steps. Feel the vibe, feel the chemistry, feel her body language, feel what you feel also. And then after a coffee, what do we do? We can have dinner or we can do uh, something more social where well, there's other people. But you go from the very beginning. You've got to feel the vibe. There's nothing else first than to feel the vibe. That's my advice. And go from there. If it's meant to be, the universe will make it happen. Good luck and you call that next. Eight five five nine zero five eighty two fifty five. Bonjour,
3: Ria. Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour and welcome to the rendezvous. Your boyfriend is a romantic man. Why?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, this year on my birthday, um, my boyfriend surprised me. All growing up, I used to horseback ride, and you know I haven't really gotten to do it as an adult. And for my birthday, he said, "Okay, we're going somewhere on Thursday." He told me exactly what to wear because he knows I hate being too cold and too hot. So he said, I would say jeans and a T-shirt and maybe something to bring over, like really made sure that I would be completely comfortable. Mm-hmm. We got in the car. We were in the car for about an hour. He wouldn't tell me where we were going. And we pulled up to this beautiful horseback riding ranch, and he took me horseback riding for my birthday. And oh. it just showed me so much that he you know, thought about who I was was and what i liked and that i love surprises and nobody ever surprises me so it just meant so much that he took so much care to make my birthday so special and make me feel
1: so loved absolutely i just wanted to know like what was the worst said how did that make you feel exactly
3: oh my gosh it it just made me feel so seen and cared for and that that i wasn't just anybody that i was somebody special to him and he really went out of his way to give me such a great birthday. It made me feel
1: so loved. Absolutely. And there is no love without proof of love. So wonderful. Ria, thank you so much for sharing that story. I really liked it. And have a good night.
3: Thank you, Simon. Thanks for always being so positive. I love your show.
1: Thank you very much for listening and calling tonight. I appreciate that. Thank you, Ria. Good night. Thanks. Bye. And now I'm going to go listen to Pam's voicemail because she has a boyfriend who is going overseas for a while, and she needs my advice. So her voicemail is next. Please remember, if you have a question about your relationship, you have a doubt, you feel not sure, just call me and leave me a voicemail at 855-905-8255, and I will get to it, just like for Pam's. Take a listen.
0: Bonjour, Simon. Uh, My name is Pam, and I have a love question for you. So my boyfriend is leaving on a job for six months out of the country. We've been dating for about a year. We don't live together, but I really love him and I feel like he could be the one. And I'm very concerned, scared about how we make it work when he's away. And with travel being hard and especially in a place that's hard to get to, we can't easily see each other. So I just wanted to know what you think. How do we make it last? How do we keep it interesting? And you know, how do I keep him interested? Thank you so much, Simon. I love your show.
1: Pam, thank you so much for your question. Uh, yeah, how do you keep um, your partner uh, when they are long distance interested in you and the relationship going? I'm going to give you my advice next. Have you ever been in a position where uh, you or your partner were going overseas or it was like long distance for six months to a year, and then you wonder, how do I keep? This relationship exciting, and my partner interested in me, and me interested in my partner. What is the secret of long-distance relationship? One word. Communication. Communication. Meaning, and it's very exciting. I've been in in long-distance relationship. Uh, There's something exciting about this. Is that you text. You send a picture. You send a picture of a flower you see, and you send it to your partner, or uh, you can face time for dinner and you feel like you're having dinner together. Uh, you can do many things. All you got to do is use your heart and your imagination together. It's the combination of heart imagination that makes the communication rich and precious between the two of you. So don't worry, Pam. Keep it exciting. He will keep it excited too. And six months will go like that. And he'll be back. Good luck to you. I'm not worried. You call that next. Eight five five nine zero five eighty two fifty five.
4: Bonjour, April. Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, bonjour. So you're thinking about maybe going back to your ex. What's going on?
4: So I dated him uh, about four years ago. We dated for three or four months. It went very, very well. It was the best relationship of my life. He mm-hmm. ended up moving to Japan, and now he's coming back for the second time this year. Um, this time he's moving back and wants something serious again.
1: But he lied to you, he cheated on you? What what's the the trauma? Why the doubt?
4: Um he came back earlier this year for two weeks, uh temporarily and then he left mm. without telling me. He he told me he was leaving, he was already at the airport. So
1: Oh, um, I see. Okay. I don't know I if see,
4: see. like what's going on with him, for him to not not even say goodbye to me in person.
1: Yeah, yeah. How did that make you feel when when that happened?
4: I was heartbroken, and I told him that. And he told me he was sorry, and he was stressed out from them, you know, rushing him to leave. It was a work trip. It was a work trip, and he said he was rushed. I mean, it was excuses, but, you know, his face looked mm-hmm. like he was sincerely sorry, and he felt my pain. So I'm just unsure.
1: I got it. I'm going to help you. Uh, what is your intuition saying? Women' intuition is so... The moment of truth. So what is your intuition as a woman telling you about this guy and should you take it seriously or not?
4: It's telling me he's my future. That's what it's telling me. It's telling me that I should, but on paper, it doesn't look too good.
1: So you, your intuition tells you he's your future?
4: Yes, it does.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then, that what I would go with. You can go slowly. In the beginning, you can, you can get to know him better. You can... And then seriously, but I mean like step by step, right? So you build up the trust again by going step by step. You know, when you feel 100% comfortable with yourself and your intuition that he's passed all the tests or, or, you know, the time and did what he said and said what he did, well, and you can really trust him 100%, then you can, you know, get engaged and get married only then. But I would date him and I would follow my intuition because your intuition is always right on. That's the thing, April. It's always right on. Women's intuition is the pure magic tool of truth. You guys have it. I don't think guys have it. (laughs) I (laughs) agree. All right. So give him a fair chance and follow your intuition is the right strategy.
4: Okay. Well, thank you, Simon.
1: You're most welcome. Thank you for calling April. Good luck to you and have a good night. You too. I got a great question to finish this show. Key question: Do you believe that we all have one soulmate? Yes? No? Let's talk about that next. Do you believe that we have only one soulmate for the rest of our life? Actually, I posted that question on my social media at Radio, and it's interesting. Here's actually the result of your votes. Fifty-three percent of you said yes. I really believe that we have one soulmate in life. And 47% of you said, nope, I don't think so. I think we can have multiple soulmates. And I believe we only have one. We may have many loves, but I believe we have one soulmate. We just have to find him or her. That's my belief. Thank you so much for being with me tonight. Very, very much. Merci beaucoup. Et bonsoir.
2: The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.